1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe and. And my official co host now, because he um, emotionally blackmailed into giving it him, uh, Simon Townley. How are you doing, mate? You all right?
2: I'm very well, mate. I don't remember any of that, but I do remember the co host offering, but thank you. <laughs> How have you been, mate? I'm all right, thanks. I need to update my Twitter handle. Still says panelist.
1: There you go. You definitely need to update your Twitter handle. Um... Apologies. Just, just, I know, I know. I said the same thing to you all last week. We're having some technical issues, so there might be a little bit of a a gap between Man and Simon's answers. There might be a bit where he thinks I finished when I haven't, where he starts talking over mate. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's starting to really piss me off, and I've only just started doing this now because i know will through this fucking laptop out the fucking window, fuming. Um, have you been? Have you been up too much anyway, mate?
2: No, good, mate. All oh, good. Hopefully next week will be even better quality because we're upgrading our system. So hopefully we'll yeah, be able to well, back to the old software that were even better.
1: Yeah, you're upgrading your system, aren't you? Um, so hopefully I don't know what it is because I as like I've 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 been on the watch along with you this week and you were perfect. Johnny were perfect. I've done an interview with a Tottenham fan for Turfcast for a Tottenham channel as well. Everything's perfect. It's just when we do the podcast on wednesday nights and i don't get what it is so apologies if you if you if you listen on the podcast it sounds fine it's just if you're watching on youtube and stuff you might see a bit of jumpy things like that and like i said a a, a few bit of issues anyway but it do not matter anyway because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about and that's why i've just decided to get recorded and get going because hopefully once we get into the swing of things i'm not going to be um as moody because I'm, I'm feeling very moody and stressed right now so hopefully when we get get chatting and, and get stuff like that then um I'll just forget about it and we'll get on but uh, before we do get started I just want to give a quick mention to our sponsors Pitch Football. Obviously you guys know by now um, what they do but for those of you that don't they are like a fan hub. Uh, It's an app which is available to download on the Google Play and the um, iTunes store um, apart from Ireland um, and probably just the UK actually I don't know but if you're in the UK as much as you probably are uh, you can download it and what you can do there you can chat to people and things like that and uh, and answer videos and pick your teams and things like that but anyway let's get going um, some news broke today obviously the day that we're recording this which is Wednesday I mean I've been working all day and Sam has been busy as well so unfortunately uh, we've not had too much chance to look at it but we'll talk about what we know uh, and then and, and cast our opinions on them sort of things um, but shout out to Andy at The Athletic Andy Jones who um, I, yeah, I think it was him again. that broke I, I, th- I think it was him that broke it first I think John Cross at the Mirrors um try to say that he yeah, broke shame. it as well I don't I don't I don't want to start any like journal wars Um but in my eyes it was Andy that done it and shout out to Andy cuz he, he DM'd me the 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 article saying look mate I think you're going to be really interested in this and if it weren't for Andy doing that I would have totally missed it. I'm not going to lie. Because like I said, I've been working and when I'm working, I find it difficult to get online and things like that. Uh, so shout out to Andy for that. I really do appreciate it. Cause like I said, I would have missed it when uh, would have been chatting about something totally irrelevant now. Um, but an Egyptian-based consortium led by entrepreneur Mohamed el El kashashi um, Apologies, uh, Mohammed, if I'm pronouncing that um, incorrectly. Um, And sports lawyer Chris Farnell have bid £200 million of Burnley Football Club. Um, This bid will rival the bid made by ALK, the American consortium that we've been talking about for a couple of months now. Um, That one seems to have stalled, according to Andy, John Cross and Chris Borden at the Burnley Express. Um, the Egyptian bid is moving faster now than the ALK bid um, and it is now actually the front-running bid. Um, Contracts have actually been exchanged, um, according to Chris Borden at the Berlin Express. And uh, the only obstacle now, again, according to Chris Borden at the Berlin Express, is the Premier League when they do their fit and proper person's test on, um, well, the people behind the bid. Um, I'm not sure who the actual... Owner of the club will be um, obviously Chris uh, Chris Farnell, who, who we'll get into a bit more. A lot of you'll know more, a lot about him uh, after hearing this news. He's actually a lawyer. Uh, and what he does is he he sort of like helps people take control of football clubs. But I think by doing that, he is then put on the board and things like that, and, and the man behind the scenes at the football club. So he won't actually be the owner, um, as far as I know. Again, I, I, apologies if I'm getting some of this wrong. Um, it might be the Mohammed El Kashasha, El um, Might be him. It might be somebody else. Um, but yeah, what are your um, what are your thoughts on this, then, Simon? Because it, it, out of nowhere, it's happened today, Wednesday. Um we've just only just found out about it, but now it seems like it is literally about to happen. So it's 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 mad. It's come from nowhere. Now all of a sudden gonna happen and ALK they're gone.
2: Oh I'm excited. Um I, I mean I see so many different emotions from, from well, I feel so many different emotions coming from this because we've got one we've got this official announcement that there is a bidding, whereas the ALK one is, is all right saying that, like, but we've only heard there's interest, we didn't even know there was an official bidding this is the first time i've actually heard that there's you know that they've rivaled the bid so that means that they must have put a bid in as well surely uh
1: yeah apparently apparently the problem with alk is um is they haven't they, they can't give proof of funds for whatever reason whether that means they don't have the money or not i'm not too sure um whereas these boys the egyptian lads um they have they have shown that they have the funds and, and they've even exchanged contracts. And I'm, as far as I'm aware, that means it's it's far further on than the ALK one because we've not heard anything about ALK exchanging contracts.
2: I think the, the the proof of funds thing, from what I understand of it, is obviously, it's quite simple, really. But I think if, you, if you've if you got 200 million, you just need to say where that 200 million's come from. That's all you need to do. But obviously, if yeah. you haven't got your books in order or they haven't been done yet or they're due to be done, that causes the delay in that kind of thing. So if you're someone like, the the Egyptian one we'll go with. Uh, that guy's already got a, a bid land for a previous club that fell through for whatever reason. Uh, I read about that. I'm sure you'll go into that in a second. So he's already obviously got everything in order.
1: Uh, yeah, what I'll do is I'll I'll quickly uh, I'll quickly read some of the article that is on the Athletic. Obviously, I won't read it all because that would be um, illegal. Because you obviously, uh, the Athletic is behind a paywall. If you want to read the article, um, please go and sign up to Athletic. Now, unfortunately, we no longer have. Um, a turf cast uh, cord, so you can't take advantage of that. You should have, you should done it when you could. Um, but Andy Jones of the Athletic, uh, who does the uh, article with uh, a like called Matt Slater, says the proposed American takeover of Burnley is now in doubt after a rival bid led by Cheshire-based sports lawyer, Chris Farnell, Farnell, whatever, uh, and uh, an Egyptian entrepreneur, uh, yeah, Farns, the Farns, Farns uh, an Egyptian yeah. entrepreneur, <laughs> el kishashia uh, cleared a significant regulatory hurdle the Athletic has learnt today. ALK Capital has been the front-runner to buy the Premier League side for several months, but talks between the American sports investment firm and Burnley's main uh, Burnley's main shareholders, Mike Garlick and John B., I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, have now stalled. Um, so essentially the ALK bid has stalled and the Egyptian one has exchanged contracts. Now I'm not going to lie, I've never bought a football club, obviously, um, but I have signed a few contracts, uh, mainly for my phone, uh, a few phone obviously contracts phone. Uh, and a car <laughs> contract, yeah, and, 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 and a house one now. Um, however, when you sign a contract, that pretty much means it's done.
2: Yeah, that's that's the way I'm reading it. This goes back to what I was saying earlier about all these mixed emotions I've got, because I'm reading all this information at once and trying to digest it, but for me, yeah, like you said, I didn't know there was a rival bid. So now there's a bid. Then it's been accepted and contracts have been exchanged, which means all they need to do now is sign and return it. Um, and it's done, but then AOK will, will get a kick up the arse now and that should prompt them to say, well, here's our final offer. Even if they're removing their offer off the table, they will come back now with a, a reply to it. Because um, they will even if they just reply saying, look, we're not in a position to to go any further at this minute. So that's going to happen. So there's going to be even more news breaking by the end of the week and we're only on Wednesday night at the minute.
1: Yeah, well, uh, by the time this podcast is out, it could even be out of date. So apologies if that is the case. We are still going to put it out because it's Turfcast Thursday, so of course we're going to put it out. Um, the Egyptian, I don't know much about the Egyptian chaps, um, but a lot of people will have heard of the Farns or Chris Farnell. Um, and a lot of people are quite worried about his... Inv- <laughs> his, 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 his that's how delayed Simon's stream is at the minute. Apologies, guys. Um but, uh, yeah, Chris Farnell, we'll get on to him. Um, he is, he's actually a lawyer, um, mm-hmm. but um, he's got a bit of a, a checkered history, I think it's fair to say. Um, and I'll just quickly read some stuff about him here at the minute. Um, there's a website um, that a Charlton fan uh, made. so obviously he's... At, Basically, just to give you a bit of a background story, obviously Charlton had all them issues, didn't they, for years. Uh, Chris Farnell was uh, brought into Charlton this year, 2020, in January, to help fix all these issues, or to, I think it were to do with something like um, get a new buyer involved at the club. Um, he was then... Um, ushered out of Charlton, Charlton fans stormed his office uh, and kicked off with him and things like that. Um, and he was then banned from owning a football club or being involved in a purchase of a football club again. And he, he had his ban lifted, uh, to my knowledge. Again, apologies if this is wrong today as in Wednesday the 28th of October 2020 his ban has been lifted today and he's wasted no fucking time whatsoever in just getting involved again straight away uh, and trying to get involved with early football but obviously that doesn't bode well Um, if he, if he was banned and he's had his ban lifted today but um I'll just read you some of the stuff that's on this on this website. It's called the efl.co.uk website. It's not the EFL website. It's like a, an angry angry EFL thing. They've even got a disclaimer at the bottom saying this has nothing to do with the EFL. Uh, obviously, the EFL tried to sue him or did sue him. Um, but this is about Chris Farnell, or the Farns. Uh, it says, having become a club lawyer at Bury FC uh, shortly before their expulsion from the EFL, Chris Farnell is now in the same position at Charlton Athletic. Obviously, this was made in January 2020, but he's in the same position now with Burnley. So, replace the word Charlton Athletic there to Burnley Football Club. Here's why Charlton fans, or in this case Burnley fans, should be concerned. So a little bit of background on on the forms. In If I'm going to start of give him an nickname, it kind of like dehumanizes him a bit and, and makes him a bit like. I like it. Um, yeah, you no, make it makes him, him a bit like.
2: You,
1: you do... Yeah, but it makes him a bit like he's 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 like a nice. No, I'm not going to say he's not a nice person before he, he before anything, but uh, he's got a bit of a like I say, a checkered history. So it, I want to call him Mister Farnell. Um, uh, Farnell Burre, he was involved with Burre and uh, Bendito. So Farnell has made a habit of trying to bring less than credible people uh, to the forefront of football clubs at Burre. Farnell tried to push Gustavo Bendito, um, a pastor and director of a tiny Christian football club based in Lewisham, as the man who was saved the club at Charlton. Both um, Tahoon and Nama and Paul Elliott were brought to the table by Farnell. So they're all like the the, the the questionable people that ended up basically making Burry extinct. Um, he was then involved with Leeds United, and everyone will, uh, will be aware of Massimo Cellino. Um, he, he used to own Leeds United before, Radra who owns Leeds United now. Um, but in 2014, Farno worked with Massimo Cellino as an advisor in the takeover of Leeds United. So I say, again, it's sim, exactly the same position as what he will yeah. be um, with the deal at Burnley Football Club. At the time, Massimo Cellino had two suspended convictions for fraud. Uh, Despite the takeover not becoming complete, (laughs) Farnell called the then Leeds manager, Brian McDermott, and sacked him. So, before the deal was even done, for some reason, unbeknown to anybody apart from Mr. Farnell, he rang the manager up and sacked him. The day after, uh, McDermott was reinstated as Leeds United United manager by Massimo Cellino, whoever was in charge at the time, and then Farnell was ushered out of Ellen Road. he was charged with assault not long after that he was charged with one count of assault after an incident at his family home in leeds during which his wife suffered um, a perforated eardrum um and again that's that's more about his character rather than his business sense but it don't bode well if he's if he's not a great character um he was then accused of bullying in another takeover deal. Steve Penny, a former Swansea City board member, said he was bullied and intimidated into resigning his position when the football club was sold. Penny described how club lawyer Chris Farnell told him there would be implications if he refused to give up his director's position ahead of the takeover. Um, so that's pretty much it. And that's that's before all the shit that happened at Charlton as well. That's pretty much so,
2: it, uh, yeah. you sure you're finished there? Fucking hell.
1: <laughs> that's before all the stuff happened at Charlton. Now we can get some stuff mate. had another ten months to, exactly.
2: go to chaos.
1: Exactly. So his involvement doesn't it doesn't fill me with confidence.
2: Absolutely not, mate. Yeah, I remember seeing him uh, being interviewed. I can't remember what what point it was, but it was being interviewed. Did he try and do something with Wigan?
1: Yeah, you're right. He did. He, he, tried, did. he did try that for whatever reason that's not in that article. Uh, but he has he so has tried he, to do something with Wigan.
2: He tried to buy Wigan when they were, just before they got this point deduction. he tried to buy him out. He got all the paperwork and I remember him. And this is what I don't like about him, more than all that stuff, which I don't like him for as well. But the <laughs> fact that he came out with his shirt all undone and his paperwork and he was just wafting it in front of the cameras. And you, you're a journalist, trade mate. you know what this, you just don't get these interviews where people come up, they're meant to be professionals, start wafting the papers. I've got the papers here, they just won't let me bloody buy it. I remember the interview thinking, who the fuck is this guy? I won't want him on in my club. Fast forward. When was it? When,
1: when, when was that Wigan thing? About eighteen months ago.
2: Uh, so, uh, it was just it was before they got relegated. So they was in the championship and it was before they got the points deduction, which could have been could have been I, I remember I was at a client's house and thinking, Who the fuck is this guy? I'm gonna say eighteen months at a guess. Just because right. I can't remember. what. So he wasn't. He, 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 he wasn't. He minute.
1: wasn't banned from in football clubs at that point. Then, so I don't know why they didn't let him do it. They must have no, looked at he, his paperwork that, and gone,
2: "You're a dick." That's that's why they didn't let him do it because he was banned from football and he was saying, "I've got nothing. I've done nothing wrong. With it. I've got everything ready to, buy right, club, okay. ready to buy this club." I think that's what it was. It might have even been less than eighteen months, but COVID's killed my uh, time scale at the minute.
1: Yeah, um, so it's 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 one of them. That's the position that we're in at the minute. Um, the latest tweet on the matter has come from Chris Borden, who tweeted it around an hour ago at the time of recording this. He says, I've just come off the phone. Things could, uh, could happen very quickly now uh, with this. Proof of funds are there, as we've said. Contracts exchanged, as we've said. The only remaining hurdle is a Premier League giving the all clear from the fit and proper owners test, potentially within a month or so. So, What's like you said, it there? could be... The-
2: he come off the phone too? Was his wife? Is it anything relevant? Just um, yeah.
1: call? I, 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 presu- I presume it would be something relevant. Yes, and it won't know, be well. like
2: I've just got off. I've just I've
1: just got a form with Susan. Uh, she says. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, it's it's one of them. Like the majority of fans on um, Facebook and Twitter. Um, are a tad worried. But if I'm going to go back to something I said to you before uh, when we'll talk about AOK, because AOK got a lot of stick um, originally as well. I mean, <laughs> AOK don't have a background like this, to be fair. Um, but I still, even though these guys are involved now, I still trust Mike Garlick um, to sell the club to the right people, especially because he wants to stay on as a board member. I can't, I, I just can't see him selling to someone that's going to ruin the club.
2: I'm not so sure. I, I understand where you're coming from. I understand the logic in it. But it depends what his mindset is. Does he see a sinking ship? Does he see a profitable gain from this? Does he see, you know, there's many things that he could say, just, you know, 200 million. He snatched their hand off, if what it looks like. Um, my only sort of positive to take out of this is this guy, um, what, what do we call him? The funds or something? He, um,
1: Mr. Farnell, no.
2: That Mr. Farnott. he's um, he's only a middleman. He's just a peacemaker. He's the guy that comes in and uh, and builds bridges and gaps. So, a bit theoretically, he's an agent for buying clubs. Um, it's just that the way that the legality is working, buying a club, you can't buy a club on behalf of somebody else. You have to be part of it.
1: Yeah. I think the, pro- also, the only yeah, problem is habits. is uh, pretty much yeah it, I understand he's not going to warn the club I think everyone yeah. I think a lot of people have got the wires crossed with that but the problem is mm. is he uh, pretty much everyone that he's worked with has been uh, a less than reputable character look at Chileno at Leeds he ended up doing all right at Chileno did Leeds but he, he was he was a bit of a crazy crazy bastard Like little random stuff like he banned the number 17 for example because it's, it's bad luck in Italy or something like that you know just little mental stuff like that and obviously Sheffield then there's a lad like, uh, then there's Sharon a like, does that. Charlton does it it might be the same sort of vibe uh, but yeah it's that sort of thing I don't want someone like that here doing shit like that I don't want you to ban the number 23 because it's bad luck in Egypt or whatever
2: I, I, it's the same thing I remember when Dave Jones went to Sheffield Wednesday and, I said, and he got the number 3 well you got number 3 for you playing left back no, no. Managers just picture your numbers. Chairman picks your numbers for, uh, your num- numbers for you because good luck in his country to pick number three, so he's giving me three.
1: Fair enough on that one, but uh, it's, yeah, it's like little stuff like that. Like I think, uh, creator, uh Mr. Farnell, um, Barney. It it, it it doesn't it doesn't work with. It, it tends to be somebody that if you have a criminal conviction or if you are a dodgy character or whatever, <laughs> that's that you will go to him to help you buy a football club because maybe he's good at making a call or maybe maybe, maybe, maybe just me being playing devil advocate here and thinking out loud is maybe he's good at helping people that are not fit and proper pass a legal fit and proper test from the Premier League. That's just me thinking out loud there and maybe I bit the nail on the head.
2: Did he get Alex Ferguson off without doing driving?
1: Uh, no, I do know the lawyer's name for that as well, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. But there is a certain he's, lawyer that all the footballers man, go guys. to.
2: Pencil these yeah. names down. <laughs>
1: Um, but that—that's pretty much it. Is what it is. Um is. We've—it's only just happened today. So again, apologies. We don't. Uh, we, we're just two fans at the. We're just two fans at the end of the day trying to make sense of it, just like you, like our listings slash watching to this. Um What we normally do on Turfcast is try and get the journalist on or a journalist on that that broke um, uh, brought the news. But obviously, with it happening today uh, and me being. At work, Simon being busy. And I'm actually going away for a couple of nights tomorrow as well. I'm going to the the, the wonderful world of Pepper Pig World. I can't wait for that. I'm taking my little, little boy uh, to Peppa Pig World. So I can't actually do any podcast stuff. I, I could have got him on tomorrow and done a special episode, uh, but I can't do that. So we are just well, two let, first rounds. Let's, to let's make see what the fans it.
2: think, see, if, see what their interpretations of it are. Obviously, that's ours, but I don't think we're too far on from two heads putting together there.
1: Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Let us know what you think's in the comments below. If you're watching this as a premier now uh, on Facebook or you're watching it on YouTube or you're watching it on, um, sorry, listening on on your podcast provider as well, just get in touch, let us know uh, what you're doing. Um, another thing I want to mention is we launched a new show this week. Um, it's called yeah. fan reaction. The, the clue is in the name. Um, basically, uh, big shout out to Neil, big shout out to Sam, big shout out to Kieran. And of course, uh, last but not least, big shout out to Ben Livingston. Um, who all came on the show and basically just chatted for for two three minutes to give that gave their verdict on uh, obviously the Spurs game. We we normally do the Spurs reaction first, but we just thought that the the the, um, the takeover was was a bit big. However, the point that I'm going to make is, um, if you haven't already, please go and check that video out. The fans reacting to the Spurs game. Um, but we need we want more people to be involved. Um, I, I've yeah. got. I've got, I I had around eight people or something like that saying, oh yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. For whatever reason, four of them didn't get around to doing it, for whatever reason, that's fine. Um, But I, I do want, I do want sort of like a core group of fans that do it every single week and then a selection of other fans that just want to do it here and there. Say, for example, they've got a strong opinion from that week or whatever or, or, you know, they can't do it one week, but they can do it the next week. That's fine. Um, so, if you yeah. want to get, if, if you want to be, if you want to be on the next show, please get in touch. Um, just just drop us a DM on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, or, or you can even email TurfcastPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we'll go from there. I just want more people to do it. All you need is a phone, um, and that's it. You just, you just for, film yourself recording on the phone, send it to me, and I'll do all the hard work. Um, so, yeah, please look out for that. And if you want to get involved, please do. But that brings us on nicely. Um, to the Spurs game reaction. Um, obviously, lost 1-0 at home to Spurs again. It's another defeat. Um, yeah. What, the fourth of the season out of five games now? Uh, only one point on the board, but positive signs uh, from the Spurs game.
2: Yeah, mate, it's, um, it's one of them games that you're a different situation in a different part of the season. You'd have just took that on the chin and forgotten about it by what, what was the game. Sunday, so, about Monday, so you'd have forgotten about it by Tuesday. But, Unfortunately, the position we're in, we, we we can't just let these things go. We have to analyze it. We have to critique it, and hope that we don't that we improve fast. But hmm. it, it, of the eleven players that were on there, you know what I mean, that there was very little mistakes, and very little errors. They switched off for two seconds, and it and it was. One of the letters from Kane that he had no idea where that was going. That was not a flick on a a traditional assist that he's going to get for it. That was just to get your head on it and see what happens. And Son's obviously gone in. I'm not having that. That was uh, like a training ground move. Uh, Tarki played fantastic, but like really good to see him back at it now. Obviously, I think that match fitness has come back. Long he played well. I think Long did really well. Two or three good, really good tackles. Um Yeah. Lawton come back from injury. There's so many positives to take out of that game that you just got to try and now build on that and start getting these points because we need them. We need them fast.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that and, and the point that you make about how you won't have thought anything of it um, this time, like in, in like in February, you know, we already had 30 points or even 25 points and still just a little bit above it. You won't, you'd you think nothing of it. But the fact that we haven't got that win yet is the worrying thing. And and. I was going to say, even though we've played well, we've managed to dig it out. But the concern for me is uh, we're just not scoring enough goals. Like, yes, we might look back to Burnley. We might look Mm. back to Burnley being Burnley. And we did. And we are a lot better. And I think anyone coming away from that game with a negative mindset on that particular game... Is, is just is looking at the rest of the season rather than looking at that particular game, which you, obviously you're entitled to because the rest of the season would be pretty shy. Um, but I think the Newcastle and the Southampton performance especially, uh, they look behind us now. And I think if we played Newcastle, for example, and played like we did against Tottenham, we'd have picked up Two uh, sorry, uh, I'm going to say two wins, but maybe one win against Newcastle, one and, and one against Southampton is what I'm going to get on to. I think we'd have got a point at home against Southampton, but I think they're going to be a good side this season. Whereas Newcastle, I think they're just going to be a, a similar side to last season, so we should have probably beat uh, them, especially as a played like that. However, um, yeah, the point I'm making uh, goals. Uh, so, what do we do? Uh, what do we do yeah. up front? Because uh, it's, it's one of them, like it's. Uh, I, I love Woody, and I think he gets a lot of stick, but he is a confidence player. And I'll say this at least once a season, and that's the problem with Chris Wood. If he's not scoring goals, he doesn't look like he's going to score in the goals. And I think he's in one of the positions at the minute where it just doesn't look like he's going to score a goal.
2: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. I think that at these times you've got to you've got to put your best players out there and hope they perform. Uh, so I'm going, to, I'm going to hope that. It does stick with that. the The arguable question is, who is your best players? Is it jayrod Is it Barnes? Is it Vidra? Some people might even throw him into the equation. It, for for myself personally, I think probably Wood and Barnes up top. Um, but Barnes isn't sharp enough. back I couldn't yeah. at the minute. That's the problem.
1: Barnes played really well against Spurs. Um, he, he held up the ball pretty well. I thought Chris Wood did as well. He got again. Yeah. Chris Wood got a lot of stick. Chris Wood got, got there were no clear cut chances. We didn't. I think it was Sam that said it on the um, on on the fan reaction. Like you can't pick out a clear cut chance that where we think you should have scored from that, that. because obviously yeah, the West Brom. Yeah, yeah, there were West Brom where he had the chance and he had two really, one and half. Um but there were no clear-cut chances uh, against uh, against Spurs. So, maybe we're being a little bit harsh on the front two. But, um, Barnsley played well, is the point yeah, I'm going that, to get to. And I, I, as as I think Wood did. Well, Sorry, go on. Yeah, we're a good finish. It was a good finish. Um, it looked like a Barnes finish. You know, Southampton yeah. at home last season. Them yeah. sort of finishes. That's what you want from him. However, um, I think I think the best front two for me are, are, Jay, are Jay and Woody. So, I think it would be harsh. I'm dropping Barnes now, but I think if you look to when our form really picked up last season, it's when yeah. Chris Wood and Jay were up front. So
2: I'm not going to argue with you about who the best two are up top because there's arguments on every side. I don't think there's much in it, is what my point is. But what I do mm-hmm. know is that your strikers often, you know, unless you're an absolute elitist like your Zlatans and, and, and that sort of familiar people. You, the strikers chances are created by the midfield uh, and the clear-cut yeah. chances that we, we mentioned that weren't there they don't come from Wooden Barnes they're not that kind of player, they, they, they're there to get on the end of things um, Goodman said you know what I mean, I love that guy and, I, and again, he's just not fully there yet, but this is being overly critical mate, this is us being basically pulling at straws to try and find out why we didn't get points in this game Um he possibly was another reason. Gunmarsson wasn't really 100% fit again. Um,
1: no, and we are getting back to, to to a full contingent of players. It's good to see Gunmarsson... I'm going to say get a run of, of games but he hasn't really had that much of a run of games but that just shows how little he's played because I've seen him play <laughs> twice and I'm like oh yes go on he's but back yeah no, he's, 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 he's going to be out injured this time against Chelsea isn't he? About, uh, after the Chelsea game should I say but um, that brings me on nicely to the pitch sport video now we don't have any questions uh, sorry any answers to read out because um, I've only put it up over the last couple of days to be fair but it brings me on nicely in the fact that that is the question uh, I want to know what you think we should do up front not necessarily you would Play, but so sort of like how you think we should, how how you think we will start scoring goals. Do we need to play different strikers? Do we need to play a different system? Will the goals come? Do you think? Do you think the goals will come? Because I think I think now we we are looking back to Burnley we just need to start scoring goals and i think the person we need to start scoring goals is chris Wood and that's not a criticism of chris Wood because i i, I love him and i do think he's the best it's striker out of the four <laughs> yeah it's a plea <laughs> and also the fact that how much of a know of a confidence player he is you can just tell when he's scoring goals everything he touches turns to gold but when he's when he's playing shit it just looks like he's not 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 interested but he's he, you know he's just a little bit off the pace and he's not got that extra yard so we need one to go in off his ass i think uh, and then he's going to get the confidence up um but ultimately, um, I thought we were unlucky in that Tottenham game. and I, think
2: yeah, agree. I, do. I do. And to sort of answer your pitchfork question, what would I change? I don't actually know if I'd change a great deal right now. I think that this is a momentum thing. And, and you said it before, and um, the growth that we've seen in the last three games from the getting beat to the West Brom to the, the Tottenham one is enormous. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that if we can continue that momentum at the rate that we're going, it's, we're not far away from results.
1: Yeah, so say, for example, if we'd have drawn at home to Southampton, a um, 0-0, beaten Newcastle away uh, and then got a draw against West Brom, that would put us on five points. And then I think if we'd have lost the Tottenham game in the exact same manner that we did, in the exact same game, exact same circumstances, no one would give a shit. Just Mm -hmm. people are worried, as am I, obviously, um, about the season and some of the performances so far. But you've just got to look at the last two games. I
2: think the steps we are making steps in the right direction, surely. Yeah. 100%, 100%, and look at the uh, sorry Southampton game, look back at that, look at where we were, look at where terrible. they were, and we said, that ain't good enough, that is shit, that is thing but look at where Southampton have gone since that game, did we nullify what was a great team that just hadn't had a chance to show it yet, or were we as terrible as we all think we are, do you know what I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that have been different this season, like, not just Burnley, I'm talking top of the league and everywhere
1: yeah uh, fingers crossed on that then but um, yeah I think I think it is a case of uh, we were unlucky in that game and the sands are there for improvement was uh, it a red card people, just want to I, go I know I wanna, sorry I go wanna
2: on know that. sorry mate I, I want to know that one if I were listening to this was it a red card Lamella
1: was what sorry you're breaking up a bit
2: was the uh, Lamella challenge a red card internet Um, so yeah so before you before you move on sorry i know that i would want to know this but um if i were listening what well, did you think it was a red card is it a red card the lamella challenge and why did i even look to that uh,
1: uh lamella i'm just trying to go off the top of my head i don't think it were I, I remember rightly i don't think it were red at the time um it, it, it needs to be it's over the ball I, I know some people say his is both feet do come off the ground so i guess in 2020 that is that is but it's it's not a lunge as such is it yes his Ooh, feet came off the ground but i don't necessarily think it think it's a lunge i, 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 I was looking at that and thinking it, it's probably a yellow but Two burner players are booked in that game, and you've seen that challenge from Lamella go unpunished, not even yeah. a yellow, and potentially could have even been a red. They should have even looked at it at least. However, they, they probably did look at it, just don't tell us all the time anymore, do they? But um, it's it's one of them. Uh, what did you think of it? For me. I'm
2: not gonna quote the word. I'm not gonna quote it word for word out of sort of the FA because I don't actually know it word for word. But for me, my interpretation of it is: if you are if you lose control of your body. Uh, then it's a red card if you're making a challenge. If you're doing it when you lose and you haven't got control of your player's a red card. And uh, for me, the way he's jumped into that, there's two feet off the off the floor, which for me is a red uh, straight away because both studs are showing. Um, and then secondly, look back to the challenge at Sheffield United, mate, when he followed through with his studs. That 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 was reckless and it injures players, mate. And for me, the yeah. aggression that was shown in that lunge is enough to be a uh, red. I've seen less. I've, well, I wouldn't say less, but I've seen Equal get sent off for that already this season.
1: No, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I understand understand your point. Um, again, apologies. You might have seen a few jump cuts and shit if you're watching there on on, on YouTube and Facebook. The internet has uh, just done me dirty. Um, so apologies for that. So we are going to start, not wrapping up now, but getting getting there. Um, I do quickly want to chat about Ben Mee, because um, he played for the under-23s this week. So it's looking like Ben Mee's on his way back
2: yeah uh, from my understanding he's he's literally just got to tick a few boxes play the under 23s for sure and dash prove that he can do 90 minutes and then he'll be back
1: yeah um as far as i'd see it's a similar sort of thing he's played for the under 23s this week but he only played 70 minutes dash wants to see him play 90 minutes he won't yeah. play against chelsea but he could be playing against Brighton, which is the last game before the international break. And that's 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 the game you want him back for. Yeah, if it, I to choose that. between them two, I'd like resting for Chelsea, rest in. Yeah. get back for Brighton and then and then win that game. Because even if we get beat against Chelsea, everyone might be crying again. We get beat against Chelsea, putting in a good, solid performance again. Yeah, Blackburn fans might have the fun again. Um, but then just turn it around, you beat Brighton and you're probably, you're probably pretty much there because it's so early in the season that, that yeah. if you get that one win, then you just take off from there really. Then after that... Just looking at my calendar, um, we... Oh, no, it's still on October, isn't it? So, I can't tell you. Um, I turned it over to November because it's not November yet. Um, but after that, I think we've got some couple of favourable games. Um, I can't remember again off the top of my head, so apologies if I am wrong. Um, so, you get the win against Brighton and then hopefully you push on from there. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Quickly have a look at the Chelsea preview. Again, me and Simon aren't going to look into it too much because what I like to do now is get an opposition fan on and do the pre-game show. However, I'm not promising that yet this week because I haven't actually been in touch with any Chelsea fans yet. Um, and with me going to Pepper Pig World, I might struggle. Um, However, Chelsea preview its going to be a tough one, however they are or they were in action tonight against... I don't know what the team are called, like crab spore or something, Krasnopore, and I think they're Russian. I don't know. I've never heard of them anyway, so I don't know where they're from. I have
2: heard of them. I just can't remember where they're from. But yeah, it's um, I've, I've seen them play. Russia, the so they're from Russia. Russia? So they, they've
1: it's flown to Russia. So hopefully, yeah. and it's on Saturday as well, isn't it? This game, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I thought it'd be on Sunday, so I, that weird, could help us
2: massively. <laughs> <laughs> weird, <laughs> that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, hopefully it'll help dramatically. I mean, they've got two squads. I don't want to be the old cliche fucking pun data. They've got two squads. They've got enough depth to deal with these type of games, which they have, let's be fair. But, um, they have. I mean, some of their players that aren't even getting games at the minute would walk into a lot of Premier League teams uh, that can't even get off the bench, mate. They're fucking unbelievable. Look at Ross Barkley, for example, that, what he's doing at Villa. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, so I am worried. I am sort of scorned from last season's trousing even though we got that one. J-1 goal goal that game.
1: That got yeah, j Wonder goal 4-0, I think, at that point, or 4-1. I
2: think, I think you're completely ignored all season because we got beat 4-1. It's so <laughs> <cool here. laughs> if we'd have got 1-0 up with that goal, it's not uh, erupted. Ken Elliott would have been all over the it there. But no, it's... Um, I'm still a bit scorned from that because... Oh, what's his name now? Pulisic. Absolutely tore to it's the only thing he did
1: all season as well weren't it the only thing he did I'm, all season
2: a big big fan of him I was a big fan of him before that game I'm a big fan of him again I think he's got he's got to find his feet hopefully he, he doesn't do it against us again
1: uh, yeah I was going to say he already has done Um, but it's one of the that, that had a great start of Chelsea um, just looking at the Premier League table I thought they were a little bit higher up at the league table than what they actually are. They're currently sat in 10th. Um, teams like Southampton, Crystal Palace, Leeds United and Wolves um, are currently above them. Obviously, two of them we've already lost to in uh, Southampton and um, Tottenham, actually, as well, and Leicester. So, they're not they're not uprooting any trees at the minute uh, and Lampard, I'm not going to say he's under pressure, but there's been a few sort of like whisperings of him not sort of being good enough as well. So, that coupled with the, the trip to Russia this week and then I'm... Um, I'm, I'm, I think we're more likely to get points out of this than we are out of the Tottenham game. I'm mm. more confident going into this game than I was going into the Tottenham game. However, I still don't think we'll probably win the match simply because of the position that we're in. And I've seen no real signs to suggest that we can upset a top six club. What um, your thoughts going on the game then, apart from that, when you're looking at it like that sense, like I think it's maybe we can get a result. Do you think we can do it or what?
2: I mean, it sounds silly when I keep repeating myself, but it's... It's Turf, Moor and Burnley on the day. There's no one we can't beat. And I keep saying it. And I know that against Spurs, I said it before that game, and, and we, we nearly did it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we were, we got beat properly for me. Uh, so, stranger things have happened. I've seen us beat Chelsea before. I can see us beating them again. Yeah, why not? But the only well, she- negative is the fact that we're on the poor run of form. Uh, if I'm honest with you... I. I i probably towards a Chelsea win but I'm not that guy so I'm going to go for again a 1-0 but I said 1-0 to Spurs but again I'll go 1-0 I think we've got enough defensive to keep his shape at the minute Let's just all we can nick it
1: yeah, see, I'm one of them. I, I am that guy. Um, I will happily predict a Burnley defeat if I think we're going to get beat. However, um, I've had a little bit of confidence from the Tottenham game. I think Tottenham are a better side than Chelsea. I thought we pretty much... Harry Kane, for example, I know he got the uh, assist, but I thought Tarkey kept him in his back pocket. He was very, very quiet with Harry Kane, uh, and I thought we dealt okay. with him very, very well. Uh, Chelsea Chelsea strikers... Yeah, yeah, true, but Chelsea strikers aren't as good. Um and in my opinion, uh, as as both of them too, Son and Kane. So I think if we can keep them too quiet for the yeah. large parts of the game, I, I think we that. can do the same to Chelsea. Uh, we that. just need to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, I just we just need to put the ball in the back of the net. I don't think we're going to win Rams it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to win it. I'm going to go 1-1. I think we'll get a goal. Hopefully it goes in off Chris Wood's arse. I'm not asked where it goes in, as long as it hits him and goes in. It's just not on his hand, obviously. Um, but I'm going to go 1-1. I'm going to go 1-1. I don't know why. I just feel a bit more confident after him last two performances. Um, so I'm going to go
2: 1-1. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a positive feeling. I don't think Mendy's all that. uh the new goalkeeper. I think that he's got a mistake in looking at his dodgy kicking the other day. I think... Um, Silva has got some experience, but you know, I mean, the Premier League absolutely tore him apart on week one um, of his of his arrival. So he, he did a lot better last week. I agree, but let's just see what he does with Ashley Barnes in his face.
1: Yeah, Ashley Barnes have won in his face. that would be interesting, won't it? Um, that
2: is pretty much it for this week's podcast.
1: However, I do want to go back to um, the first thing that we'll talk about with the Egyptian consortium uh, putting a bid into rival ALK, the American lads. Um has been a few more treats uh, from Chris Borden at the Berlin Express um, since we've been recording this podcast. And I'll just read them out now. Um, he says I am still making slash receiving calls, uh, not with his Very wife. Off. I presume it's uh, I off. presume it's with someone with someone relevant. <laughs> um, and there's a lot to take in at present, uh, but here's some form of an update. ALK, oh. understand. Um, Sorry, my understanding is that ALK think discussions are very much still going on to buy the Football Club meetings, are still ongoing between them and Mike Garlic. It's business as usual as far as ALK are concerned. Yeah. Continuing talks from tomorrow with hope of moving things forward. ALK thought they could get a deal done quick and what they have done, to be fair, uh, not anyone's fault, COVID and things like that. Talks intensified a few weeks ago, but things like Project Big Picture... Um, taking some of Mike Garlic's time lockdown in Lancashire um, can't bring a team of lawyers uh, lawyers, etc so it's kind of uh, apparently the ALK thing has um, uh, sorry the Egyptian consortium has come as a surprise to ALK Uh, it's looking like like you said it uh, could hopefully give these boys a kick up their arse because they seem less dodgy than the Egyptian
2: I, I want the Americans. it's not unlike Burnley I'm not saying they set this up but it's not unlike Burnley because I've seen it with transfers for example when some club wants them you hear like let tottenham have a bid 15 million and we'll reject it so it's kind of like bumps the price up it will not surprise yeah. me if, if there's an indirect sort of like you know like this is a foot a push on uh i hope that it's the americans that come in um it is normal business I'm, I'm sure that we they know all about this and this is quite common knowledge but i do think there'll be a lot more information like i said coming out in the next two days from both parties
1: right well we got the majority of that we did get the majority of that Simon did break up again a little bit there yeah. so like I said we are gonna we are gonna uh, end it here anyway because of the internet issues apologies if you've if it's made it unwatchable for you I don't think it will have done if you if you like the podcast I'm sure you'll have stuck to it uh give me a shout out if you did um but yeah we're gonna wrap it up here thank you Simon for coming on um especially at this sort of time when I've been working on Wednesdays I will see you on COD in around 20 minutes obviously I've got a podcast already now you can just dive on it but I'm sure I'll be on it and playing um, while I'm spectating after a death, which does tend to be quite a lot. But if you don't already, please follow us on all the social media platforms, uh, platforms, platforms, Platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and please subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We are 160-odd subscribers now. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, from small acorns, uh, acorns grow big trees. So um, keep going with that, and hopefully we can get to 1,000 eventually. Uh, One thing I do want to mention, um, the Facebook stars are... The Facebook oh, yeah. stars are back. Uh, the wankers at Facebook took the stars off me because uh, the Warner Brothers, whoever they are, that music company, they've got like an artificial intelligence sort of like bit of software that recognises music in videos. It thought that there was a bit of music played in the watch along that we did for Norwich game last season. They didn't whinge about it at the time. They've only sort of whinged about it this week. Uh, I listened back to it or the two and a half minutes that was supposed to have this music in it. There's absolutely nothing in it. It's just us chatting. So that AI, that AI software is obviously it's broken. You need to fix it, lads. Of, uh,
2: it might be a voice, mate. It must have thought it was a song. Yeah,
1: it, it, it must be that. It must be that. Um, but basically I disputed it. Um, And Facebook have admitted defeat. They've said that they were wrong. Uh, So the stars are back. So you have two weeks worth of stars uh, to send us, everybody, uh, which I think would work out at around 2,400 stars. So hopefully we made that in this stream. Uh, But if not, hopefully we'll get to do it. Uh, for the pre-game Chelsea show or the watch-along. I need to talk to Simon about that. It might not be on this week, but we'll get into that. Hopefully it is on, hopefully it isn't. Um, But yeah, the stars are back, so please do send some stars. Please follow us on all the social media channels, and we will see you, uh, if we don't see you for the pre-game show and we don't see you for the Chelsea watch-along, we'll see you for the fan reaction, and then we'll see you for the podcast again next week. See ya.